Answer me this. Are you a morning person? Maybe an afternoon person? Perhaps you're a night owl. Perhaps you feel like you never really get, get moving. Well, regardless of how you would classify yourself, you deserve to have a morning routine that serves you, that sets you up for success. Now, before you, you start rolling your eyes and go, oh, I've, I've heard all about the morning routine stuff and all the things that we're all supposed to do and journal and meditate and yoga, and I just don't have time for that or I don't like it. Guess what? That is not what I'm going to tell you. Instead, I am thrilled to tell you about my annual free event coming up called Master Your Morning. And over the course of five days, 30 minutes or less each day, I'm going to teach you how to create your own unique morning routine based on two things, your unique personality type, and secondly, the realities of your home life, right? You may not have a lot of time for a morning routine, and that's what this free workshop is all about. So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrall.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Hey, hey, happy July, everybody. This is my birthday month, and it is all about how I can give gifts to everyone. I love gifting, and we're running a huge gift around the top planner this month inside the Pink Bee, and so I thought it would be a great day for us to talk about, for all of my fellow paper planner users, some of the top considerations that you need to think about when you're deciding which paper planner to pick. Now, I have many women in my top program that use the top planner, and I have many that use other paper planners that work well for them. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. This is not going to be an episode saying my planner is absolutely the only one that works well. Absolutely not. But there are considerations that I want to make sure if you're a paper planner lover that I really want you thinking about before you go pick out your next paper planner. So let's go ahead and get this party started. Welcome to the Work Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife. Just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. Welcome back to Work-Life Harmony. So here we are. It is the month of July when this episode is being aired. And I love this month, one, because it is my birthday month. It is also my daughter's birthday month. It is usually when we take a great family vacation. And in honor of all of those things, I have an amazing birthday gift for all of you this month related to my top planner. So I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to do a quick episode here talking about for all of you that love paper planners as much as I do, that there are three things that every single person that uses a paper planner really needs to know or to consider to make sure that you are getting the right paper planner for you. Obviously, I use the planner that I built and created, The Top Planner. You can go check it out over at www.thetopplanner.com and learn all about the fun birthday celebration that we have going on over there. And so let's dive into what these three things are. 
first and foremost, and I've touched on this before in previous episodes, is to really get a clear understanding of what purpose a paper planner is serving. And a paper physical planner should serve one and only one purpose. And it is this, it should tell you what you need to be doing and when you are doing it. That is it. Meaning it should have all the details of your schedule, your appointments, what specific activities you have intentionally planned on doing each day. That is it. Now, where I see so many paper planners fail, and I'm telling you, it gets really, I can get sucked into it. And I did a number of times before building out the top planner is really appealing when we go into either online or into a, you know, a Staples or an office store, and we head down to the planner aisle and we see these beautiful planners that are labeled as, you know, life organizers. And inside of them, it's got calendars, it's got fitness planning, it's got meal prepping, it's got couponing, it's got homework scheduling, it's got everything in there, right? And because there is so much, it fails to do any one of those things really, really well. If you've been struggling, if you are currently using a paper planner and you're saying like, I don't even know how to use it, chances are is because it's trying to serve 50 million different purposes. So when you are looking for a paper planner, this should be where you go that tells you what you're doing and when you're doing it. And when you focus in on just that, it allows you to not get sucked into the bells and the whistles that sometimes come with those other planners that don't actually serve the core purpose very well. Now, the second thing that everyone really needs to think about and consider as a paper planner user is the size of it and the layout considerations. First, I'm going to actually start from the latter one, the layout considerations. What do I mean when I talk about layout? Well, there are lots of flavors of planners out there, right? Some have a full spread, like both pages, both sides of the page for each day. Others might say, hey, we've got a spread and it gives you the week. And even on those weak ones, some of them have it where it's like each day of the week is just an empty square without any like time stamping or anything like that on it. Others are lined, unlined. Some include monthly grids. Others don't. There's a lot of layout considerations. Now, if you are ready to own and lean into the number one way to plan and manage your time, which is weekly planning, you need to make sure that the paper planner you pick matches that style of planning. The layout I recommend to absolutely everyone is one where when you open up the spread, it is a week at a view, not a daily view, but a weekly view. And the layout is such that each day has its own column and there's actual times next to it not just a blank rectangle, so that you can line up and you could easily see across the whole week, open slots, available time. It may be every single day you're booked from nine to 10. You'll be able to see that. And then the other thing I really encourage you to make sure that your planner has, which 
I feel like almost everyone I ever look at has is make sure that there is a monthly spread available so that you can get that, you know, next level up view of everything you have going on for monthly planning. That's the layout. And the second part of this one was the size. Cause I said, the second thing you need to think about is size and layout considerations. Size is going to be very personal. So if you are someone that is in a stage of life where your plans, there isn't a lot that you are, you know, have appointments and all of that, you may really want to get a more compact planner, something that is more along that like five by seven kind of size are called more like pocket planners that you can toss into your purse or just easily carry around in your hand. If not, you might be more interested. I can't fit and write small enough on that more compact size planner in my stage of life right now. I used to use one. I actually used to use a compact size. Now my planner, the top planner is a seven by 10. So it's not as big as a full eight and a half by 11 notebook, which some planners are. It's kind of that in between the compact and the full size. And because I don't carry a large purse, I'm not commuting where I'm putting it into a briefcase or anything like that. My planner pretty much sits open on my desk all day. But you really need to think about your lifestyle and the amount of information that you need to put into your planner to really think about what is the right size for you. And then once you know, if you know you need a specific size, Now you can start researching what planner has that weekly layout that fits the size that I need. The third consideration that every paper planner user needs to think about is a dated versus an undated planner. And I also want to tie into the dated versus undated because they are related. Is it a coil bound planner or like one that has a binder with rings or the discs where you can actually add and remove paper because you can't talk about one without the other. So first let's talk about dated planners. When I say a dated planner, I mean that the pages already have all the dates for you. And you know, you see a, a surge in people buying planners at the beginning of the year in January, right? And it's like, let's go buy our 2022 planner. It's got all 12 months. The monthly view has the month and days on it. Everything is predated for you. Obviously, there's a ton of value in that, right? Because it's already predated. So you don't need to go in and fill in any of the dates. This works really well for certain type of people. If you are someone that is always getting a new planner at the start of the year and you're like, this is when I refresh, that can be great for you. However, where it really gets limited is maybe it's April and, or maybe like right now it's July, you're listening to this podcast. You're like, you know what? I'm really ready to dive into getting a weekly planner. Well, if you go get a dated one, guess what? The first half of that, you've spent money on a planner that you can only use half of. This is where the dated planners can start to be problematic. Another consideration when I was talking about the binding of it, if you are using a dated planner and it's coil bound, here's what starts to happen. I know for me, like by the time August, September rolls around, I'm already needing to put stuff in my planner for the next year, right? And if I have a coil bound dated planner, 
At this point, I'm now working out of two different planners, right? Because I've got my 2022 and then I'm doing some strategic planning into 2023. And now I'm carrying around two books everywhere I go. This is why I tell people be very, very careful about purchasing dated coil bound planners. You can find dated planners that allow you to get a separate binder and you purchase the inserts separately. So that, and my top planner is structured this way, although mine is not dated and we're going to talk about that in a minute. So that let's say September's rolling around, you could go purchase the 2023 dated inserts, open up your binder and add them in. If you are someone that is hard and fast, you absolutely want a dated planner. I want to encourage you to make sure it's one where there is a binding system where either it's a three ring binder or a disc binder that allows you to add in the pages that you need. My personal preference is three ring binders. The disc binders are appealing. I love the look of them, but I've played around with a lot of them. I actually have one that I use for a specific project. So I really wanted to really get a handle on them. I do find that the pages in certain situations can start to fall out kind of easy. If you are someone where your planner is very mobile, you're putting it in and out of bags, you're traveling with it and all of that. I would tell you maybe stay away from the disc planners and go with a three ring binder. However, if it's a thing where your planner sits on your desk you're not carrying it around a lot. You're not, you know, moving it too often or whatever. You might find that the disc binding works just fine. If you don't know what disc binding is, don't worry about it. You can look it up. It's basically little flat plastic rings. And then instead of opening and closing binders. So it's kind of a new trend in a lot of notebooks and planners. Those are my thoughts on dated. Now let's talk about undated. For years, I used a dated planner. I was a Franklin Covey user for a long time. I used the dated with the three ring binder so that I wasn't ever operating out of more than one planner. And then when I went to my first edition of the top planner was actually a dated planner as well. And then I made a very conscious decision to move to an undated planner for the two purposes. Purpose number one is no one is ever in a position where you are buying inserts or buying a planner already knowing that there are months that you won't be able to use. So an undated planner simply means your monthly layout doesn't have the numbers in it. And then the weekly views doesn't have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but it doesn't say Monday, the 11th, Tuesday, the 12th. You just simply go in and write that in. Now, I love aesthetics. And so it was hard for me to get used to not having everything pre-printed, but the flexibility that comes with an undated planner is really, really nice because you can purchase it at any time. And no months are being wasted. So if you purchase an undated planner, like the top planner, and it's got 12 months and mine actually has 56 weeks, I put extra weeks in there for you. You can use every single page. Nothing's going to get thrown away or unused based on time of year that you choose to purchase it. Another reason now, this is not one that I am in in life, but I want you to hear me. If you are newer to weekly planning and newer to monthly planning and newer to paper planners in general, If you know this is a skill that you're working on, I have women that have been in my top program who are like, okay, I'm new at weekly planning. I did it this week. I fell off the wagon. I didn't do it the next week. Guess what? If you're in a dated planner and you're trying to make this a consistent habit, 
If there are weeks that you're not planning, those pages again were pages you purchased that aren't getting used. So if you know you're someone that maybe in certain seasons of life, you do planning and in certain seasons, you may not, leaning into an undated planner is again, going to assure you that nothing is ever getting wasted in terms of paper. Now, again, same with the dated versus undated. I really encourage you never to get a coil bound planner because you'll still fall into that same trap, whether it's dated or not, right? If it's undated and now you're, you're finishing up that binder and you need a new one, you're going to be operating between two different binders. Now I get asked questions a lot on the undated, like how long does it take for you? Like, did you just sit down for an entire day and fill out the dates on your planner? Absolutely not. What I do is I always have about nine months of the months into my top planner. And so I do sit down. It takes, I don't know, I did it in carpool line. (laughs) Let me tell you that. So it meant under half an hour where I just sat down and filled out the dates on the monthly grid. I did it for an entire year in carpool line one day. So I do love to be able to look out six months and see the days on there. With the weekly though, part of my weekly planning process is when I open up my new weekly spread, it takes me, I don't know, three seconds to just write those seven numbers in across the top of the page. Don't get stressed out thinking that you need to date, predate the entire year on the weekly pages. You just do that as you open up to your new weekly planning spread and throw the numbers in there. It really isn't a, you know, I'm all about saving time and efficiencies, right? And the efficiencies that we get with, and the flexibility that we get with the undated planner to me far outweighs the tiny amount of time I spend writing the days of the week on top of the weekly spread. That was just some food for thought on things to think about with your weekly or your paper planner. I encourage all of you, if you've been struggling to find the right paper planner for you, come check out the top planner. Just go to thetopplanner.com. I've got pictures of it. I've got a little video showing you everything that comes with it. And I am going to throw in a fourth thing, even though I said three things that I want you to think about is you also want to make sure that your planner has some form of a bookmarking capability that allows you to quickly open to your current week. The top planner comes with a movable see-through plastic bookmark that also doubles as a ruler and it just sticks out teeny tiny at the top. So when it's closed, I can just feel for it and open it right away. Some of the more binder books come with like that ribbon that you can move from page to page, but you want to make sure that you have something in there that allows you to easily open to the current weekly plan that you have. All right, everyone, happy, happy planning and happy July. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. If you want one tap access to all of my training and current top podcasts, go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Pink Bee app. It's one word, the Pink Bee. It is jam-packed with simple yet powerful tips and strategies to get you out of overwhelm and into harmony. And if you have a question you want me to cover on a future episode, go to iTunes and ask your question in the podcast review section. And while you're there, don't forget to leave a five-star review.